Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Jake Chapel. Jake has 17 years of volunteer firefighting experience. He is currently a captain with the Harvest Volunteer Fire and Rescue in Alabama. Jake's work ethic is simple, being proficient at the basics. And if you follow him on social media, you will see what exactly sets and reps gets you. With that, I present Mr. Jake Chapel. All right, Danny. I uh, appreciate you having me on. Uh, my name is Jake Chapel. I'm currently a captain at uh, Harvest Volunteer Fire in North Alabama. Uh, um, I've been there about seven years, uh, 17 total years in the fire service. Um, what, what really got me involved uh, in the fire service, I grew up in South Carolina and Columbia. I had some family in Terrell, and um, I, I'd go up to uh, the Terrell Rescue Squad, Terrell Fire Department, and uh, crawl in their trucks. Uh, my uncle was a was a member of the rescue squad up there, along with his wife, and um, so I got kind of introduced to the fire service at an early age, and um, it, it kind of stuck, um, kind of in the back of my mind. It, it wasn't always something that I, I wanted to do. Of course, as a kid, you know, you get to to wear the little uh, uh, firefighter outfits that your parents get you in the right. plastic fire helmet, crawl on trucks. Um, uh, to, truth be told, uh, when I was young, I, I used to want to be a garbage man. I, I don't know if it was just something with the, the trucks, the big, big loud trucks going down the road or what, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I've got pictures of both and, and my sister crawling over, uh, draw fire department had this, uh, 1975 Mac, um, aerial scope. And, uh, I don't think they, they have it anymore. I think they upgraded, but, uh, just a beautiful truck. And, um, and I think that's, it just kind of stuck in the back of my mind of, of, you know, Hey, this would be a pretty cool thing to do one day. And, um, I, I really didn't get started, um, in the fire service until about 2006, I moved here to Alabama and I was working a, um, third shift security job and, uh, you know, no money. I was making like $8 an hour and, uh, uh, my supervisor was like, you know, hey, for a 50 cent raise, you could go to EMT school and, you know, be an EMT with a security job. And uh, I was like, yeah, you know, 850 living by yourself, you know, trying to make ends meet. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that extra 50 cents. And um, so I went through EMT school. And, uh, and then, of course, I needed a place to keep up my uh, my, my search, you know, my continuing education and stuff. So um started doing some um, some searching around on local volunteer departments. And um, found one that the first department I was with was called Mud Tavern. And it was outside of Decatur, Alabama. And um, very small department, um, very small coverage area, about 150 calls a year. Um, and uh, But it was a good place to kind of get your feet wet, you know, mm-hmm. just to, to kind of get that practice. And um, as I joined, you know, I still joined for, for EMS, um, sadly to say, but uh as i started you know working with the guys and, and training um the the fire bug kind of kind of bit me again and um i started to kind of flash back to when i was younger and crawling around on the trucks and getting to do all that stuff and uh and it just kind of grew from there um i moved again and, and swapped to a different department uh, slightly higher call volume uh with the town of trinity it's uh they were mutual aid with mud tavern um so it was a pretty, pretty decent move over there. And I was with them for a little over five years. And, um, 
they were they were less than 500 calls a year. Um, uh, but then, you know, I, I got a new job uh, working on the um, the arsenal with uh, Marshall Space Flight Center, and I wanted to move up into Madison County um, from Morgan County. So uh, my wife and I moved, and um, Harvest was the the place that was a affordable location to live that was close enough to Huntsville and an easy commute. So um, I jumped on with with Harvest and um, went from a, a department that ran less than 500 calls a year to a department that currently we run close to 2000. Nice. Uh, so it was a huge, huge adjustment, uh, very busy, um, very good fire volume uh, from what I was used to. And um, mm-hmm. from what we, you know, what we worked uh, last year was more than I had worked in about 10 years combined with the other two uh, departments firewise. And um, I absolutely love it. You know, this is, this is a great County. It's a, it's a growing County. It's um yeah, plenty of work, um, but I mean, it's enough to, to keep me interested and enough to keep me motivated to to keep my skills up and keep trying new things. Right, right. And uh, that definitely shows if, if anybody doesn't know you, uh, your, your Instagram videos, every reel or video that you post is some sort of masking up, uh, masking up with gloves on, uh, forcible entry doing some sort of search and I, I can say that's what drew me to your, your, your page. I was like, okay. Cause you know, you see every once in a while, somebody will post that, but it was just constant, consistent video, <laughs> video. And I'm like, okay, this yeah. dude is like legit. And what really got me intrigued was, um, which, and you know, this is debatable for all the keyboard warriors out there, but, uh, the way you mask up with your hood already on, like you, you give the two right. different options. So I was like, okay, this is a guy I gotta, I gotta talk to because he seems like he has a big passion for the fire service. I do, man. I, um, it, it's hard for me to sit still. Um, even, even when I'm at home and my wife can attest to this, bless her heart. I, I'm always fiddling with something, trying something new, talking to her about it. And I'm sure she's just all white noise now, but, uh, <laughs> You know, she's very patient with me when it comes to to being a sounding board. But um, but man, I mean, I believe that you got to stay on top of stuff and you got to question everything. You know, I mean, when I went through Fire One, you know, they were still doing uh, what I like to call like circus elephant searching. You know, you're grabbing the guy's boot in front of you and you right. know, he's having to drag you through the house. Right. And not only that, but you know, when you work on victim rescue, they're they're teaching you, oh, hey, you you put hands on a victim and you're dragging them back through that that entire atmosphere and, and environment that you crawled through with um, airway protection, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, there, there's, mm-hmm. there's a better way, you know? And um, so, I mean, to me, it's, it's question everything. Um, as far as the, the mask up over the hood. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that creates some waves. Um, and it's not something I do to, to fight with people or right. to cause drama, but it's, it, it's something that, people really got to just sit there and and ask questions of you know just because we were taught one thing mm-hmm. is there not a better way mm-hmm. you know and, and uh and it's not for everybody you know and, right. I, and i lead off by, by telling that who, who inquire about it and um i'm willing to talk to anyone about it and, and like i said there's no one one reason or, or one way to do everything and and i think that's where as the fire service we we got to improve on i mean we're so close-minded when it comes to stuff yes um and and it's it's one of those things that uh i didn't i didn't invent it i didn't 
I don't claim to invent it. it it's something that I've seen. Uh, there's videos from the 80s and 90s. There's one up in D.C. where the guys are booking it off a rig for a, for a townhome fire, and you see the guy, he's masking up over his hood on the front porch and is blowing out a couple of windows. You know, So this is this is something that's been done for years and years and years. And I've got mm-hmm. some some great mentors of mine that do it the same way. Um, and they, uh, you know, they've been doing it for a lot longer than, than I've even thought about doing it. Um, some of them a lot longer than I've been in the fire service. So, um, I'm sure it, it, you know, has its, its downsides. There's, um, there's stuff that you can point out that, you know, Hey, um, what happens if this happens or blah, blah, blah. Right. But man, that's with everything, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, firefighting is immediately dangerous to your life and health. And if you don't, if you don't realize that, look, there's a warning on the inside of your helmet that right. says so, you right. know, um, anything that you do has the potential to end your life. And, um, but to me, uh, you know, I, I grew up in the fire service working with, um, the old like survive air air, air packs. You mm-hmm. know, I don't even know what they are. And I don't know if it's Honeywell or, or if they're still made, you know, we, we made the, the switch to Scott a few years ago in the, um, uh, the X3 Pro and that AV3000 mask. And while it's a good mask, it's very comfortable. Uh, I love how the regulator secured to the mask where it clips in uh, versus the old like plug and play uh, survive airs or, or MSAs and stuff. Um, you know, once I, once I get to work, you know, I don't really have the most prominent chin, right? So once you start, once you start working and start sweating, uh, that mask gets a little sloppy, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, when we're fit tested, we're, we're fit tested in a very comfortable air conditioned room right? in front of a computer in a machine that, that, that logs it as a best case scenario. You right. know, if, if we want to really push the limits and test this, you know, Hey, let's work out, let's get sweaty and then don your mask and then try to see if you can keep a fit, you know? Yeah. That initial fit's great. You know, plug the hole and you Hey, I don't have any air leaking. I, I've got a good fit, but it doesn't, it doesn't stay that way. Especially if you're on a department like mine where, you know, we're going through two or three bottles on a working fire, you know, mm-hmm. just because of short staffing. You know, it's it's one of those things that I, I originally was looking for a solution to keep that fit and um, came across, like I said, a, a couple of big mentors of mine, um, Gary Lane, Cody Trestrail, who who I've talked to uh, on countless occasions about it. And, um, and so, so I tried it out and I was like, you know, hey, this works and, and it works well. I mean, that, that hood almost creates like a moisture barrier to where it, it's a very secure fit and um, and it stays that way, too. Um, so, I mean, that was just one of the things and I, I started playing with it, playing with it, playing with it. And like I, like I told you earlier, it's hard for me to, to sit still for a long period of time without, you know, tinkering with something. And, um, you know, the more I masked up with gloves on, uh, you know, the more I, I worked on it, just the easier it got and the, and the, the better it made me feel about my skills. And, um, it's still something that I, I do, um, yeah, I'll try to mask up at least, you know, uh, a session, probably, you know, 10, 15 minutes worth of work a couple of times a week. Okay. Uh, whether I'm at home or I'm um, at the firehouse. So. All right. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Harvest? Uh, how many stations? Sure. Yeah. So uh, we're 100% volunteer. Um, well, let, let me back up. Uh, Madison County is a uh, very large county in, in north alabama one of the fastest growing counties uh it's protected by two career departments you have huntsville and madison 
Uh, I believe Huntsville's got something like 18 stations. Madison has three or four now. Uh, but those are your career um, paid stations. Uh, and then in the outlying areas of Madison County, uh, you have 16 different volunteer fire departments um, with uh, anywhere from um, one station to four stations, I think. is well, There's a department that's got four. Uh, we have three in Harvest, um, and uh, we um, currently have about 15 active members. Uh, our, our roster has been trimmed quite a bit, um, but our uh, we protect an area that's 26 square miles and has a population of um, 20,000 plus, and it's growing daily. Uh, we have a couple of big apartment complexes coming in the future. Uh, they just broke ground on a new uh, ER that's going in our area have a very um a pretty decent sized commercial district with with grocery stores hardware stores restaurants a big highway that runs through our area um and uh but we're also on a, a mutual aid agreement with um departments like uh monrovia and tony that are our second and third due territories um if you add up the entire population of our district so harvest uh, uh monrovia tony and and uh, and Bobo is our is our furthest we go north. Uh, you're looking at over seventy thousand people that volunteer fire departments protect. And um, so I mean it's um, it, like I said it's a growing area. The the more uh, businesses, more um, stuff comes to the Huntsville area. People want to live out in the county. They kind of want that county living. Um, so it's it's kind of expanding from the city of Madison and the city of Huntsville out into these areas. And um, and I'll be honest with you, it's it's a struggle trying to keep up. You know, like I said, two thousand two thousand calls a year, and we're we're probably third or fourth busiest of all the departments in the area. So I mean, there's departments that are running way more than we are, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's a lot to ask of people that have uh, full time jobs, families, right, and stuff like that. So, uh, um, you know, currently, like like I said, I got promoted to captain um, a month ago, and. Uh, it's it's just been trying to to help right the ship, trying to figure out um, some recruiting aspects, some ways that we can bring folks in. Um, a couple of years ago, we we xed our um, requirements that that say that you had to live within the the fire jurisdiction mm-hmm. to to become a volunteer. We opened it up uh, countywide, um, and, and uh, bigger than that, honestly, as long as you could meet station hours, uh, we were willing to take you in. Um, you know, we provide all the training, uh, all the continuing education, stuff like that. Uh, just trying to get people to to care about serving their community, um, and that's been that's been kind of a struggle for us. Uh, the guys that that we have on the department um, are solid guys, uh, guys that I I trust in my life, and um, they are uh, they're hardworking and they're trying their best. Everyone's taking a piece of the pie, trying to trying to get the the department where it needs to be. And, um, uh, unfortunately over the past few years, uh, we didn't, uh, um, focus on what's going to happen in the future. Like I said, we've got uh, multiple apartment complexes coming and there's really no set path on, um, like a ladder truck for, for, um, for ISO and stuff like that. So, um, that's just been one of our things, one of our growing pains. Um, but I think we've got, um, some good folks in place and in a good plan for the future. Um, but other than that, like I said, I mean, it's, uh, it's a, an area where you will see fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know a lot of us, um, 
enjoy that that aspect of it right. you know we like right. to have that that call volume um you know there's a lot of medicals uh, a decent amount of wrecks with that highway excuse me and, um but yeah i mean it's just it's a great place to volunteer and i really can't see myself uh leaving unless i you know move for some reason okay and correct me if i'm wrong you did say three stations it is three stations yes three sir. stations yeah. all volunteer and only about 15 active one five active members one five active yeah yeah like two thousand plus calls yes wow that yes. is so yeah. yeah so our three stations they're not they're not manned stations so a mm -hmm. lot of us um uh, we'll we'll stay at station one you know when we do like uh we would call it a shift, you know, whenever right. we're up there and just right. kind of manning it. Um, but the the others, they're they're simply there as a, um, you know, for you to go pick up the the apparatus and respond directly. Um, we're we're blessed to have uh, take home medic vehicles. Uh, we have um, uh, Z seventy one trucks for our medics. We have uh, Tahoes for our command and battalion vehicles, uh, and those stay at the personnel's homes mm -hmm. and uh so you can either respond directly to the scene or you can go pick up an apparatus and then respond from there so mm -hmm. unless we're up there at the station that's usually what's going on Maybe okay. just the radio go off you'll respond pick up a an apparatus and then head directly to the scene all right um are you guys bls or als we're bls uh there was a push uh, a couple years ago to go als and i think that we decided that just the undertaking of that was just going to be too much you right. know, trying to store medication, especially with take home vehicles, you know, trying to store medication and, and have it under control mm -hmm. uh, was just going to be a lot to, mm -hmm. to handle. Um, you know, like I said, we have, we have way more other things to, to focus on. Uh, and, you know, and I'm not, I'm not dogging EMS here, but you know, we run EMS all the time. There is an ALS service that responds with us, uh, the, the ambulance Timsey, um, so, so someone's always coming, right, right. For, for medical calls. Someone's always coming to pick them up. We'll provide care until then. Um, you know, my my big push here recently is like we gotta we gotta focus on fire. You know, focus on protecting the citizens and and stuff like that. Like uh, we have houses that range from eight hundred square feet to eight thousand square feet. You know, mm -hmm. and they get the same fire protection. Okay, mm -hmm. there's there's no difference. You'll get the same amount of personnel uh, for a working fire between three departments. Okay, and um. You know, it's just one of those things where, like I said, when that goes off and it says working fire, we're the only ones coming, right? Um, you know, is that, you know, no one else is coming. It's up to us, mm -hmm. you know, that, that saying. Um, you know, with, with Rex with Entrapment, we have Rescue Squad coming with us, which is another volunteer organization. Right. They get paged out to every Rex with Entrapment. So right. um, if we don't have tools there right away, there's someone that's a heavy rescue, an organization that's a heavy rescue that is coming to to kind of help with that uh, okay. versus like I said, when someone's world burning down around them, they, they get the fire department. They don't get to choose who's around. Um, so like I said, we got to be on top of our game and that's across the board. Um, whether it's, you know, whether I'm at work or, you know, someone else is, is not around, you know, they get the same three departments. And, um, and I, I believe that uh, we all got to train and, and work on that to, to provide the best service for the, the citizen that happens to live in our area. Right, right. Um, uh, when you're at work, are you allowed to leave? Just, just a question. No, sir, I'm not. Um, okay. There are others uh, that that do have that that ability. Okay. Uh, number one, I live, or excuse me, I work uh, at a fairly decent distance away from our our jurisdiction. Gotcha. Um, with traffic and the the roads being what they are, just mm -hmm. uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like it would take me probably 45 to get home, get my battalion, and, and then make it to the scene. Um, I, don't, I don't know if my work would be that understanding either if I gotcha. thought like that, but yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So what would you say the culture is like within your department? It's on the upswing. I, I'm very confident that we are um, we're building the culture that uh, that we want and, and, and how we need it to be. Uh, we had some morale issues in the years past, mm-hmm. um, a lack of accountability, mm-hmm. um, a, a small number of people doing the work and trying to spread that load across the, the entire department. And um, the excuse was, well, we're just volunteer. Well, I mean, yeah, we are just volunteer, but we willingly signed our name on that application. Mm-hmm. And we willingly decided that we would do what we could to protect our community. And like I said, my, my family lives in this community. I want the best service for them. Right. And, you know, my, my guys that I work with, they should want the best out of me for their families. Right. Um, so what we have now, like I said, that 15-member roster that we have now, they're all hard-charging motivated guys um they're they're like i said they're they're very hard work and 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 they keep that they want to build that culture of uh of trust mm-hmm. um among the crew uh we want to build a culture of training and and one where we um can proudly represent um that patch right that that harvest patch um it, it's it's one that like i said it's it's not an overnight change Right. It's one that we hope to to keep on building up, but I think we've got a good start so far. Um, you know, just just even little things. You know, uh, like putting a gym out in the bay with you know the flags hanging from the rafters, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a round table behind the tailboard of the or in the back of the apparatus bay with the station logo carved in it, to where our guys can literally sit around and and, and just talk with each other, and and no one feels like they're over another person you know you can just share stories with the new guys and, and laugh about you know good calls and and you know kind of cry about bad ones and you know it's, right. it's that culture of trust that we're really trying to to instill in in the department and um you know like i said we we, we came up with station logos just as something to to push that pride as well you know so you can have the the station logo patch on your on your job shirt on your helmet and um, just kind of be proud of being able to associate yourself with with something, and and I think that kind of helps create that buy-in mm-hmm. when it comes to to bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Uh, on top of that, you know, pushing pushing stuff out on social media, um, you know, kind of nicknaming things. Like I said, you know, engine one's the war wagon, you know, right. kind of stuff like that sticks, right? right? You know, absolutely. It, you know, yeah, people people come. Oh, hey, you know, we had some guys visiting from from out of state and. Um, I apologize if they're listening to this and, and I don't remember exactly where they're from, but they came by and they're like, Hey man, we want to see the war wagon. And so, I mean, we gave them a tour of the station, uh, gave them a couple patches and um, we caught a, caught a run while they were there. So, I mean, they got a really nice video of us tearing off the apron and, and taking off, um, taking off down the road. And, and that kind of stuff matters, you know, mm-hmm. at least to me, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where people will associate you with, um, with those little things like that, you know, when they see the the spade patch or they see um, the war wagon or, or whatever, you know, they 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 link names to to certain catchphrases like that. And um, getting that buy in from the guys, uh, it's easier now than it was. And um, we're just trying to encourage that. Keep it going. 
uh, and you know have that passed down to each new member as they come in. No, that's no. I mean, that's that's all you can do is a, with a, being a true volunteer organization. I mean, you got to make the things that make the guys or girls have pride in their department and their equipment. So I totally get it. And it's absolutely. I mean, at least where I'm from. Volunteer departments used to be volunteer departments, but now a lot of them have had to transition because of um, low staffing members, um, members when they work their full time job. Hey, I, I can't leave to answer this call. And so, you know, a lot of them, a lot of departments are having to get retoned for calls or after a couple retones, the next closest. And so a lot of them have transitioned to part time, some of them part time, full time, you know, depending on uh, the area. And that all depends too on the county, how much mm-hmm. you can get funded. So there is there is a lot that goes with um, keeping true volunteer departments volunteers. I can't imagine that now in 2023 how tough yeah. it's got to be. Yeah. So we're <laughs> to, to be honest, we're well past the stage where we should have been looking at combination staffing at a minimum, mm-hmm. and that's countywide. Uh, and, and you know, funding, you know, whatever uh, currently. Um, there, there's a three mil tax uh, that's put on the the citizens of the county, but there's two million dollars that gets allocated among sixteen volunteer fire departments. So you that's crazy. You split six or uh, two million sixteen different ways, and it's not an equal cut at each department, right? So right. there's some departments that are getting scraps, and there's right. some that are very well funded, and um, it, it's it's something that desperately needs to be looked at with all the growth absolutely two apartment complexes we have seven neighborhoods under construction and these neighborhoods are are just shy of mcmansion neighborhoods i mean they're huge neighborhoods and Mm -hmm. uh it's it's daunting to to kind of think of that and and i don't i don't know of a good good plan you know i mean every time i think about wanting to type up a letter or go speak in front of the commission it's like this is a 10-year project (laughs) you know yeah it's nothing overnight research the study the it's you know we had a big uh tornado outbreak here back in 2011 Uh, i wasn't up here yet i didn't respond to the area with the department i was with just to kind of help with search and rescue and uh, cutting trees off of houses and stuff like that but um and i don't know if you you heard of it It was like the the tornado that came from um hackleberg in the phil campbell area and went up through harvest we had six fatalities in this area alone but it, it demolished the area mm-hmm. and um we're, we're kind of a tornado hotbed zone uh in, in northern madison county but um my thought was uh that is when the whole combination idea or some paid staffing should have been looked at right and that was 12 years ago right um there's there's no talk of it now there's no uh not to my knowledge at least in mm-hmm. You know, and I'll I'll be frank with you. I mean, we do have times where we have no units available. I believe you know, it. I mean, yeah. To 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 ask people to give up time with their families or put stuff on hold, and you know, a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. is difficult. You know, we're, we've got stuff in play now where we've got like run calendars where you can um, sign off on a shift on your phone on an app, and, and that way people know you're around. Um, like you say, we, we've got folks, uh, we've got one or two folks around today. And uh, so, so I'll go ahead and apologize. If we catch something big, I'm going to have to bounce off the call. Uh, yeah. But but it's it's one of those things where 
there, there's got to be a plan. There's, there's got to be something for the future where, I mean, you're leaving it on 16 individual departments to figure it out. To figure it out. While, while all this construction is happening, while people continue to move here from out of state. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not hating on anyone who's moving here. I mean, I'm glad to have them. But, I mean, with the, the amount of growth in this area, there's got to be a solution to, to that. And, and leaving it on the backs of 15 people to figure it out. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. lot to swallow. No, absolutely, um, you're right. So, will there be change? Uh, I can hope so. You know, will I be part of it? Yeah, that's that's yet to be seen. I mean, it could be ten years from now. I mean, I'm I'm coming up on thirty five. You know, at at, at forty five years old, I'm not going to be. Um, I, I can't see myself uh, applying for a for for a spot to to ride the back step. You know, for. 25 more years, you know what I'm saying? I know yeah. that sounds kind of, kind of harsh, but, um, you know, it's, it, it, it should have already been in play and that's just kind of the harsh, harsh reality of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally get it. Cause I, I, I think about this all the time, you know, true counties that are all volunteer where certain departments are funded mm -hmm. decently. Some departments are like, how do you guys operate on this? And then you add now 2023 and I'm not trying to put blame on fire apparatus manufacturers, but damn it, man. Like yeah, an engine yeah, now real. is close to a million dollars. And then the yeah. wait time is three years. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's, I don't it's undoable. I don't know yeah. if politicians really or local government officials really understand if you want a fire truck, you have to wait three plus years to get it. And then this yeah. is the amount of money that you have to spend to get it. So it's like, what do these struggling departments that have, which I'm going to say there's probably a good majority that have apparatus that are way out of date or getting close. And it's like, what are they supposed to do? Like, it is crazy. But yeah. like you said, neighborhoods are going in, housing complexes, buildings, hotels, and that's all good. But where's that money come? Like money's got to go somewhere. Yeah. And we're Absolutely, always, man. it seems like the fire department is always the last. To, oh yeah. I forgot about these guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, man. Springing off that, uh, our newest engine is a 2003. <laughs> it's a commercial cab, bare bones, uh, high hose bed in the rear, high pre connect, um, terrible turn radius. But it's our newest rig. You know, the the war wagon, our engine one. While it looks like a sexy rig, it's a 90s. Uh, it's like a 96 KME. And, and we put lipstick, yeah, lipstick on the pig to to make it functional. And uh, man, it's yeah, it's uh, uh, my driver, um, my drivers. I mean, they're you you watch them over there and they're fighting it. I mean, it's it's like that cartoon driving, you know, like you mm -hmm. know, go back and forth to keep it between the lines. And mm -hmm. um, but man, it's just band aids, band aids, band aids, band aids. So I mean, we've talked. We're we've got apparatus committee. We've talked about. Um, building an apparatus, getting some initial quotes, but you're right. Three years it's and eight hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy, you know. And then they're like, "Oh, another seven percent price increase is coming." Yes, in a couple months. it's like, yes. "Well, man, so, we can't even secure this funding." Yet. Exactly. And then you add the fact that I saw an article the um, the damn new engine specs for apparatus now that's going to double the price of you know of these new engines that have yeah. to go in because of all these regulations, like. It's like, when are we going to realize, number one, fire department should be exempt from that. And two, yeah. we can't keep doing this to true because contrary to popular belief, 
for anyone listening, the American Fire Service is mostly made up of volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. So like something needs to be done with that. But that is crazy because your frontline engine is over 20 years. Oh, yeah. So we've got guys that are that both my drivers that drive that engine are younger than the age of the truck. Uh, yeah. So, and, and, and like I said, I mean, a uh, few years back, I think it was a year or two before I joined Harvest, uh, we had to buy a new station. We had to expand. And so we built across the street, had land donated. So that was helpful. Um, but we spent a million dollars on this station and, and we're, we're paying it off over, I forget, like 30 years or something. Right. Right. So, so we have that payment on top of, uh, you know, we had to get new medic vehicles because we had an outdated fleet with that and those mm-hmm. those run the majority of the calls you know even even fire calls you know because it, it doesn't make sense for a lot of our guys to go to the station to jump the truck when you're just adding that additional time onto the response right and um you know so so just trying to to replace these app right we got grants out you know one of our rescue trucks is a uh it's over 30 years old it's an open cab i love it because it's that open cab you know these uh detroit diesel mm-hmm. you know, it's fun to ride in it pumps like a dream but it's old right and we put in for a grant last year and we got turned down how do you get turned down on a 30 plus year old apparatus with an open cab yeah like we could have just attached a picture to the grant and just said hey let's replace this and that would have gotten us better than doing a you know five page grant but um you know we got another grant out so we just keep you know putting in and putting in and putting in i'm just trying to trying to get some sort of funding secured um, but you're right. I mean, with the amount of neighborhoods going in, the amount of people uh, that we have transplanting into the area, there's got to be money there. Right. And, and and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it goes. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, so uh, Madison County got a um, COVID relief grant uh, back in late 2020 or early 2021, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mil- like millions of dollars. I can't remember the exact uh, amount, but um, you know the volunteer fire uh, service around here um, got a small cut of it, uh, but it hasn't been dispersed yet. You know we haven't we haven't gotten our our money from it, and um, you know whereas uh, city of Huntsville got I believe the same amount, they took um, they took seventeen million dollars of that money and did a full frontline fleet replacement. So like one of their one of their new mid mount aerial uh, tower tower ladders is at FDIC right now on, on showcase from Pierce. So they, they bought new engines, they bought new tower ladders. And I'm like, so that's how you give out money. I mean, you, you, you give this, this grant money to the people that were, you know, really affected by the COVID pandemic, you uh-huh. know, the, the call volume that got increased, you know, the, uh-huh. the amount of money we had to spend on PPE because we're going in in gowns and right. face masks and, and face shields. And now we're having to scrap it all right into the, the call. Cause it's, you know, potential exposure stuff. But, you know, I was like, so I, I can't imagine if 17 million was given across 16 volunteer fire departments. Exactly. Volunteer fire department, a million dollars, man, you'd solve a lot of issues. Yeah. And, and that wasn't done. And, you know, like I said, that's, that's way above my, my my knowledge level or expertise and i'm sure there's capable hands you know that are managing that money but it's disheartening to to want you know to have people expect a lot out of you exactly and to just kind of flip a penny at you every once in a while exactly exactly it it is it is crazy you're absolutely right um i do have a question Uh, let's just say uh, you guys god forbid you have some sort of 
catastrophic incident go through your area, all volunteer units are tied up. How how close is the how close is the closest paid organization from from, from me? Not not very far, honestly. Uh, probably eight miles at the most, road miles. Okay. Um, there's a uh, Huntsville Engine 16, which is on Jeff Road, and and so I mean it'd be kind of a straight shot into uh, the corner of our area. Okay. Um, there's there's times when we're on a working fire in Monrovia and we need some career support. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know whether it's gone through the roof and we're going to need a tower ladder to to set up, and we'll get either Huntsville or Madison City out there. Um, at some certain areas, um, in Monrovia's area, we're third due and Madison second due. So. There, there is some times where we do work hand in hand with the career department. Okay. And they are there if needed. But like I said, if it's something catastrophic, you know, they could be tied up. Too. They're going to be tied up too. They're, exactly. Their, their call volume has increased dramatically because, mm-hmm. you know, not only do they have increased um, uh, residential uh, construction, but like I said, all the, all the new businesses is coming in. Um, you know, we've got the Toyota Mazda plant, which is like a city in itself. Uh, Facebook is is out here. Um, I know it's on the arsenal, but uh, FBI came out here. So I mean, uh, tons and tons and tons of new people, new growth. Um, you know, new little popular uh, old hot spots like uh, Mid City, where it's a bunch of restaurants and um, the Orion Amphitheater for concerts to come in. So I mean, everyone's experiencing this hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I like to be a little biased, and you know, the, the volunteer fighters were we're kind of getting scraps, you know, and, and, yeah. and we're in a better spot than some of the other departments in the County. Right. Um, where they're getting, you know, less than a hundred thousand uh, dollars annual funding. And um, I, I just wish there was something to do to, to look at that, you know, and um, you know, look at, at making the, the departments in the County join as one County pay uh, combination department. Okay. You know, right now we're under uh, Madison County fire department, but, uh, we're not, there's not one set of SOGs or um, one apparatus spec. Everyone has a chief uh, for their organization or an officer for their organization. And it's all kind of done 16 different ways. Right. Um, you right. know, you try to work with your, uh, your, your mutual aid partners to, to ensure that y'all are kind of at least on the same page when it comes to incidents. Um, but I mean, there's parts of the county that you know we we talk in ten codes on our side, and on the east side they're plain talk. So gotcha. I mean, it, it's it's a mess, man. Yeah, uh, and I get it. Yeah, yeah, I, t- I totally get it, man. I totally get it. Uh, it's a shame because you know, well, as the saying goes, uh, fire firefighters or firefighters and fire departments are having to do more with less. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's wild. And and to to segue, I mean, that's why. I, I don't I don't know how people get away with with not working on their skills. Right. You know, You're right. Why why sit there and just say, Well, I'll figure it out when I get there. Mm-hmm. Hey, don't come to my house and figure it out with exactly. my family. Exactly. You know, you know, in in uh to to branch back to the culture. We wanna, you know, have a culture where it's okay to mess up. You know, it's okay to mess up within the four walls of our department. Mm-hmm. But get it right when you get on scene. You know, there's always going to be something to improve on, you know, no matter what, no matter how good you think you are, or how good you actually are. You will have a scene where you come back and you go, hey, yeah, I need to I need to work on this. Right. Um, you know, I had a we had a fire last year uh, and it was actually the neighborhood next to mine. Uh, um, saw it come out. I was cooking dinner. 
luckily I was able to, you know, I was on the back end. I was able to finish up. My wife came in and, and helped me out with it. And I was able to go and big 4,000 square foot, two-story house, um, fire on the second floor, um, stretch a line, get in there, make it up to the top floor. Uh, can't find the fire, save our lives. Smoke conditions getting worse, getting hotter, getting hotter. Big open floor plan, but um, they kind of divided it up uh, in the master bedroom. And the fire was in the master bedroom closet behind like three doors, right, to, to actually make it. So we're in there getting hotter. We're trying to cool the atmosphere, spraying, spraying. Finally find the fire room. But in the um, in the midst of all that, I was on the second floor uh, helping with a search. And I got so hyper focused on my thermal, on my on my tick, that I, I didn't uh, I didn't go, hey dummy, put the tick down and go back to your <laughs> your basic search techniques, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. You know, find a wall, orient yourself to the room, and figure it out from there. I, I saw I was getting turned around. My tick's white. I'm like, man, I don't know where I'm at. And luckily, I was able to come out. But, but hey, for the for the next little bit, that was my focus. Was like, or you got know, practice orienting yourself. So I, I don't see how people, you know, get by with, hey, we'll figure it out. You know, if, if you know, hey, the fire went out and no one got hurt, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> that to me is just one of the biggest cop outs. You know, like you got to target that weakness, target that, target that, that spot that you uh, did not do your best and, and figure out a way to get better. Mm-hmm. And um, I, that's, I, I think that's got to be the mission. You know, that's got to be that's something that, you know, I can't make you do. Right. You know, I, I can't come over and say, hey, Danny, I, I noticed that you were you're a little slow doing this or, you know, maybe you need to work on that because then you end up resenting me. But man, right. What's this guy doing? You know, right. how dare he talk to me like that? I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have personal accountability and you got to realize, like, you know, hey, I'm I'm not as good as I want to be or I should be. And um you know, you, you got to target that every day. Uh, you learn something every day, whether you're reading an article, listening to a podcast. Man, I got cute. Like when you, you asked me to do this, I was like, I was super psyched because I I got really big into podcasts on my way home from work. So I got about like a 40 minute drive. Right. And dude, I downloaded podcast after podcast from from all sorts of stuff, like the Grabs podcast, the, mm-hmm. uh, the Journeyman Fire podcast, uh, the Brothers in Battle stuff. I mean, it was like, I listen to these guys and just the knowledge that they pour out. Right. And, uh, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm not doing something physical. I'm not doing something hands on, but I'm, I'm retaining that knowledge. I'm retaining like different lessons that they learned. So maybe, maybe one day it'll prevent me from getting in a, mm-hmm. in a tough spot. Or if I do get in a tough spot, I can sit back and go, Hey, you know, this is what so-and-so said. And this is what got them through. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's that's pretty much the whole point of this is is to if you're in this profession, whether career or volunteer, learn to love the craft, because unfortunately, like this job, there is no do overs. You only get one chance, especially when it comes to your life. There is no reset button. So why not? Why not outfit yourself and train yourself up to be the best you can at whatever skill you're trying to prove? Because like me. I'm not good at everything. I admit that, but I want to be good at the basics because the basics is is a lot of what we do. Yes, there are these technical calls that you get, what I call the Super Bowl calls type, every sure. once in a while, Hail Mary type calls, but most of the time <laughs> it's bread and butter basics, so why not get good? Yeah, 
So, man, if you're going to be, uh, excuse my language, if you're going to be a shit show in the front yard masking up, mm-hmm. and you're taking like a minute and a half to get your get your air your 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 face piece on and your gloves and your mm-hmm. you know kicking your gloves or your helmet's rolling around, dude. The whole rest of the operation, like, yep, it's it not going to go well for you. Exactly, exactly. It's not going to go well for you. And and you know the basics of of stretching a hose line, dude. To see that just completely bungled by by people, and I'm like. It's free to do this in your downtime. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's got spare hose, right? Like right. It's sitting in a corner somewhere, right. dusty. I, you know, I don't know. But dude, grab it. Uh, you don't. You don't have to get two hundred feet. Just make yourself a knee bundle. Yeah. You know, a hundred feet of line, and just practice deploying it. Make sure that you can. You know, that you can get your line in service. Because the the minute you take a line, and you stretch it around a corner or get it snagged on a car tire. <laughs> If you don't know how to troubleshoot that, that's that's game over, man. Yeah. And then you it's add gonna... the stress of something burning in front of you and mm-hmm. someone on your ass about, you right. know, hey, you know, what took you so long, you know, or this is on fire, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're you're gonna fail. Uh, and and that's just that's just the truth and it's a harsh truth. And, and you know, to me, I, I can't imagine being in that place to where I don't have the basics drilled on to where I feel comfortable. So when you add that stress, I can at least fall back on that. Like, what, what do people fall back on if they don't, don't work on the bases? Nothing. Exactly. You just, you screw it up. Yeah. I, and, it, but I don't see how people are okay with that. Right. I, no, know, I, it's a, I know it's a mindset thing, but like how, how, how many times can you get lucky before you finally get bit? That's right. Um, and, that's and, right. and, I'll tell you back in 2018, I had a very close call. Um, and I won't go into a lot of details. I've been, asked to do a, another podcast with the written nerds about it. So um, uh, I'm going to save some of that for them. But uh, to be honest, up until 2018, I really did not give a shit about hose or flowing water or whatever. I was all about like truck work, man. We four stores and we do a search and mm-hmm. do all this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and um, until I got a little burnt <laughs> and then I was like, you know, let's, let's start looking at our hose loads. Right, and then when you start look, looking at the nozzles on your apparatus, and they're those selectable gallonage hundred psi fogs that go mm-hmm. up to one hundred twenty-five gallons per minute, mm-hmm. and then you've got cotton jacket inch and a half that's spliced into uh, inch and three quarter rubber jacket, and then back in the inch, and, and you're like, what in the world? You know, you got flat loaded line where the only deployment that they teach you is to grab the nozzle and run, right? So you're not setting yourself up with the coupling and the in the working length of the door. You know, you're you're uh, pumping that 100 psi nozzle with 200 feet of hose behind you at like 120, right? And you're you're sitting there going, wait, let's let's do a little bit of math. That's that's not adding up, you know. And and you, if you're pumping it at 120, that's that's on a good day, right? You know, um, you could have someone that just does the the preset, you know, with the right. pump and then preset, and uh, mm-hmm. and now you're you're sitting there on a 100 psi nozzle, kind of getting your ass kicked. And then what do you want to do? You want to dial it down to like 60 or 90. Right. You know, so you're going in well, well under, uh, under equipped. Right. But until you start to target that, so so long story short, you know, um, you know, I I get into that close call. Uh, Everyone makes it out. Uh, I'm bound for a month healing and and spending time happened around Christmas. So, you know, I got real emotional about, you know, the, um, how, how uh, almost didn't make it home to see my, my wife and my one son at the time. And um, so I started taking a lot of, a lot of stock in that. And then 
I said, I've just got, I've just got a passion for the, for the craft. And I, and I was like, you know, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I started reaching out to folks. Um, I, I, uh, I teach a little with, uh, with Dixie firemanship, um, with those guys and the wealth of knowledge that, that they have. Some of mm-hmm. the guys are, are super, super knowledgeable when it comes to engine operations and, um, getting to bounce stuff off them and doing some study and, and some hose demos and, um, stuff like that. We, we made the switch uh, within a year, maybe two years to, uh, low pressure nozzles and, uh, quality true diameter hose. And, uh, so our, our whole fleet now has, um, Elkhart, um, uh, a lot of them have the 150 at 50 chief XD nozzles, uh, with a break apart, uh, combination tip with a seven, eight inch integrated smooth bore. Uh, under it and then um some of them uh we have at least one of those and then we have a, a seven eighth inch um elkhart uh shut off uh as the other line but i mean we went with uh you know we paid a lot for it but went with the matex cobra combat just for for how it reacts and 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 how how well it handles that uh that kind of premium ratio aspect right. of stuff and right. uh and I tell you what, you know, focusing on what we pump at and what we're flowing and flowing and moving. A couple of us went to Nozzle Ford when they came to Murfreesboro back in, uh, I think it was 2020. It was like right before COVID got real bad. Um, but got to meet Aaron Fields and, and his cadre and, and work in their set in, um, in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. They have um, some, some, um, some old, old Section 8 housing, you know, kind of the, uh, the concrete building, you know, brick sided stuff like that. But man, it was awesome to flow in and working on flowing and moving and just learning that stuff. Because uh, I was taught, you know, hey, you don't open up an nozzle on smoke, right? Right. Uh, and that that got us in, in. That was partially one of the reasons, uh, one of many reasons that got us into that close call scenario back in uh, 2018. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I, I can't open it, I can't see the fire. Right. But boy, I tell you what. Uh, after after the the self study and and going to these different trainings and talking with folks, you bet your ass that when, when it gets hot, that nozzle is getting pointed up and it's open, and it is cooling. We're looking for return, we're looking for lift, and, and we're looking to make the environment better because it's not just for us. Yeah, we're getting hot, but think of the potential victim that's laying on that ground. If we're not flowing, then it, it's not getting better for them either. Right, with you no know? PPE on. Yeah, with no PPE on. Yeah, and people are like, oh, you know, water damage, blah, blah, blah. And I forget who said it, but you can you can dry shit out, but you can't unburn it. Yep. So so open that open that nozzle, man, and 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 go. So like I said, that that was something that changed my mindset. And uh, um after kind of getting bit with that that uh, um that sort of bug there when it comes to engine work, I mean that's that's kind of my true passion now is 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 working with hose and nozzles and flowing water and I get to do truck work every once in a while too, man. I mean, like I said, we don't we don't have a dedicated truck, so there's times I get to pop doors and do searches and work off ladders and it's a little bit of everything. And I think that's why I truly love the volunteer services. I can get my hand in absolutely anything I want to. Right, right. No, well said. Um, what are your ultimate goals? Well, I want to keep doing this, man. Um, other than that, it's it's a day by day thing. Um, I hope that we have a plan for the future and uh, I want to be a part of that plan. I want to kind of help uh, continue to build that culture and, and keep, keep stuff moving. I want to, I want to make a, not Mecca is a bad word, but I want to make a place where, where firemen want to come be firemen. You know, uh, I want to encourage that, that training and, um, and, and ultimately, you know, I got two boys, uh, one seven and one two months old. So, 
I want, I'd love one day to be able to, to ride the rig with them if they choose to, to go that path. Right. Uh, and I think I would be happy with that. Um, apart from just staying on top of my stuff and, and learning something every day, that's, that's all I want. If there's something that's required of me, I, I hope that I can step up and adapt to that new position. And, um, you know, but, but as far as uh, anything else, you know, I, you know, I want to be a good dad, you know, I want to be around for my family and, um, I want to be a good husband. You know, my wife definitely deserves it. Um, she's been my rock throughout that's been very supportive. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things that you, you take your family for granted at times, especially when you're running out the house multiple mm-hmm. times, So you know, taking, taking those days to just make it about family, go on those vacations, um, and try to get away and, and, and kind of try to turn your, turn your mind off from, you know, worrying about what's going on. It's, it's very hard to do and I'm not the best at it. Yeah. Especially when you're into it. I, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like I said, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's, um, it's something where they deserve it. And, uh, you know, I, I want to be around for them and being around for them and still being in the fire service means I got to be on top of my game and, and I got to work. And, uh, you know, I, I try to post some stuff that doesn't always go right. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I post that happens to go right. Uh, but what, what you do see, there's probably like 75% that isn't shown where it's a struggle. There's times where I'd, you know, mask up over the hood and the the, the hood gets pulled down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't, it doesn't look good. I'm not happy with it. I'm a perfectionist when it comes to certain things or I bungle the stretch or it doesn't go exactly how I, I, I want it. And, you know, there's just, there's days like that where you beat yourself up mentally for like, I'm better than this. Um, but as long as I can end on a good rep, um, it kind of helps me mentally to, to keep going the next day, you know, um, so like I said, it, it's just I want I want to be good and I want to be good for the community, but I want to be good so I can come home at the end of the day to my family. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what would you say to those hungry, eager, motivated firefighters that are surrounded or being held back by a non-motivated or complacent culture? Well, uh, don't be afraid to grind alone, man. Um, you know, right. it, it's a hundred percent free to to care about the job, and if you can't motivate those around you to do it, hey man, go grab an air pack, go grab uh, a couple of sticks of hose, you know, go plug into a hydrant somewhere and flow, you know, go grab a ladder. We have all the tools at our disposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, build props, man. Like we built our forcible entry door, like because we want to be better at forcible entry. So, like, just as long as you're passionate that's that's half that's half the battle right you got to have the heart to to care about doing this and to care about being good so don't don't let the slugs keep you down i mean sure they will talk and they will make fun and all that as long as you can tune it out right you know i I like to say you know as long as you're making noise in the bay you're banging the irons together you're flowing water you can't hear shit about what someone says bad about you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so Try to stay on a positive note. Uh, social media, where it does have some of its pitfalls when it comes to just people being able to vomit their views on other people. Right. There are several very supportive people out there. Absolutely. And um, and and surround yourself with that. Yeah, you may not see them on a daily basis. You may not even know them on a personal level. But the amount of folks that I get to talk to that while they're asking something or we're bouncing ideas off each other what that does for my mental state 
is incredible. You know, surround yourself with people that support you and that want to build you up. There's way too many people that want to tear you down. Mm-hmm. Okay. And mm-hmm. and if you let that get to you, then you will end up being like them for the rest of your career. And um, don't lose that passion. Don't lose that heart. Like I said, get your stuff and go grind in the corner alone. Figure out how to be good at your job because when it comes down to it, you know, that could be your life and that could be their life that, you know, Hey, if you, if you worked on a skill and they're in trouble, you can potentially help them. Right. Um, they may not change their view about you, but you were at least on top of your game to, to provide assistance when it was needed. Right. And, um, you know, in the end, you know, I was listening to another podcast and, um, for, for, you know, mental health is a big kick now. And, uh, I, I'm fully supportive. If, if the environment that you're in, has no bend and and it's not going to get better for you. Even if you're okay with doing stuff alone, it will get a hold of you mentally mm-hmm. um, that you are the only one working. And uh, don't be afraid to branch out and and find an organization that supports you. I mean, there there are organizations that care about their their staff, right? And um, you know, find an organization that challenges you. You know, don't find an organization that or don't stay in an organization that is just okay with you being you. Mm-hmm. It's okay with, well, hey, we we did this. You know, hey, the fire went out and no one got hurt and we're all good. Right. Oh, man, like find an organization that supports getting better. And um, I said, don't, and that goes in all aspects of life. You know, if you're unhappy someplace, you deserve happiness. Go go find what makes you happy. And um you know, it's too short. Life's way too short to to not do that and right. to focus on I'm in I'm in a terrible environment and whatever. And and I know some people's hands are tied when it comes to jobs and you know transferring and and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that advice doesn't help everyone, but you know take toll of what's important and um and, and then try to chase it. You know, and and that's all I can say. No, I mean that, and that was that was well said. I mean that was definitely well said. And I know for now, uh, uh, a couple days ago, I was uh, sh- I sh- I was uh, shared the uh, video of Chief David Rhodes and his 2023 FDI speech. Man, that was yeah. I that needed to hear that. Hard. Yeah, because yeah. like that particular moment when it was sent to me. I was, I was, I was, I was at a place where I was frustrated and I'm like, you know, like I'm tired of being the only one that cares and wow. Yeah. It definitely rejuvenated me. And I was like, all right, he's right. Just keep going. Just keep, it won't be like this forever. Just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll I'll tell you another, another good one. If you haven't um, listened to it, um, I believe it was, uh, oh, who is it? Uh, excuse me it was a journeyman fire podcast but it was um uh brian abbott episode okay. i believe is like one of the latest episodes and he talks a lot about mental health and the struggles that he had at uh his his department before he was able to make the switch that's too if you don't tear up during that one i don't think you're you're fully in you know i mean the amount that you hear this guy who's a true brother a true guy who um who cares about the craft you know feeling like he had to take on and shoulder the, the problems of his department. It it helped me realize a lot of things with, with our current struggles in, in harvest. And it was it was just refreshing though, hey man, I'm I'm not the only one. Exactly. With this. Exactly. And and I know that that that's what you were getting at too is man, I mean it's 
it's easy for us who are so invested to feel like we've got to be the one to fix it. And, uh, and that's hard for us to say, like to give up and say, well, we can't, but like I said, you got to be okay with, with moving on. If Mm -hmm. if that's the answer, Mm -hmm. some, some things are just lost causes. Yeah. And, And as firemen and as, you know, type A personalities saying we quit is very tough. Right. And, um, but just know that like, there's other people struggling and okay. you can always ask for help. And if, if anyone feels like they, that they can't talk to anyone in their circle or, or in their department or whatever, like feel free to message me, man. I will, I will talk with anybody. You know, I, I do not, um, I, I don't condone these folks who, who post things and, and are just unapproachable. You know, it's, it's my way or the highway or, you know, you should know what you're doing or blah, blah, blah. You know, like if you question something or you're, you're having struggles, like reach out, man. Like it's, it's not worth someone taking another way out than, than a, than a better path. Right. So, um, but yeah, you're right. What, what chief Rhodes, you know, his, his, uh, speech there at FDIC was, was absolutely incredible. And, um, just what he does with, with the Georgia smoke divers and the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that he instills in his, Mm-hmm. His his guys there. Um, uh, it's it's inspiring to watch just where he can push people, both mentally right. and physically. Right. And um, it, that that to me is it's incredible uh, to to watch. Yeah, I mean for sure. And like like you stated, if if you with with individuals like us who who care so much, I know for me, I wonder like, damn, why can't we get like people in in the fire service? from you know from top to bottom like with that mindset because if you had yeah. every fire department with mindsets like that dude it would be it'd be awesome like every fire department be would be kick-ass right? <laughs> like it'd be it's yeah you, you want to talk about <laughs> justice league overload like it would be just yeah crazy but unfortunately yeah. that's not the way it is we have those that are, are in positions for titles those that are my way or the highway or those that are in it for yeah i don't really care what happens but either way it, it is definitely a disservice. Yeah, well, and, and it's I can't imagine that mindset. Like I, I don't like what what benefits you, especially on the volunteer side. Like so, you're a a, a chief or a or even just a a, a backstep fireman. Excuse me. And if you don't if you don't care, and, and you're just there, like what what's benefiting you? Right. Like what? I, I just I I can't wrap my head around that. I've always asked that question, and I'm sure the same is is asked to me. Of you know. You know, why do you, why do you do this stuff? And, and, you know, why do you want to go train on stuff or why you do this over and over and over? Right. That's that's just what I've worked out in my mind is uh, what's, what's going to make me better. And um, I can't imagine being any different than that. And and I think if that day were to come and I stop asking questions and I stop working, I stop trying to get my gear on and push myself. That's the day the helmet needs to go on the shelf. That's right. Or, or hell, even better, in a box because I've I've lost the love for it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not gonna do anyone any good. I'll I'll be doing a huge disservice to people at that point. No, definitely well stated. Can't can't argue with that. Uh, last question for you: What do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? We need to be open to questioning things. You know, uh, firefighters hate change and they hate the way things, uh, the way things are. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and like I said, there's some aspects where I'm like, look, you know, leave, leave change out of it. Like, don't try to put me in a space helmet. You know, that's just not going to work. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but, 
you know, when it comes to stuff, we got a question. We got to ask questions, but there's a way to ask a question, right? Without being rude, without being a dick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, social media being the great tool that it is, the way people talk to each other on there is just unacceptable. Right. Um, we need to have productive conversations. And and when you see someone do something a certain way, ask why they're doing it. Don't just assume that they don't know what they're doing or they're, they're a jackass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sit there and just figure out the context behind it. It's so easy to share something out of context or to share it to make yourself look superior. And we shouldn't be doing that, right? That's, and, and uh, I guess it kind of goes with the the macho man bravado of, you know, oh, hey, look at this person, you know, struggling and they can't do this and I'm better than them and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? It's always easier to just scroll past. If you it see is. it and if it's, <laughs> if it bothers you to that point, if you're not going to reach out, and and figure out why they're doing it or ask if they'd like to hear your opinion on the subject. But if you're going to immediately go to tearing them down, man, just, just move on. And, and I'll admit I'm, I'm not the world's best about moving on with stuff. There's some things that just eat away at me. Right. Um, right. Some things that are put out there to, to look superior to others. And, and there's, there's stuff where, where people know the truth and it's not matching up, but I've got to check myself when it comes to that. So like I said, I'm not the best when it comes to taking my own advice, but I need to get better and I need to realize like, look, when it comes to, to um, I'll never tear someone down on uh, on a public forum to where, you know, they're like, as they bungle a stretch, I'm not going to be like, oh, wow, you, you really have no clue what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But hey, man, is, is that hose the appropriate hose that you can use for that situation? Is there right. any chance of changing, you know? The, the areas where I've gone with Dixie Firemanship to teach, you know, the, the triple layer or the baker load is what they call it uh, in Tennessee is it's kind of the, the supreme hose load, right? That's the go-to. But, you know, as long as you can show proof that, hey, man, that's probably not the best, you know, hose load for the for stretching around corners or, or dealing with yards that are completely cluttered, you know, or uh, you have to go a long, a long stretch, you know, let me show you how we do it. And let me let me provide some insight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like it's just approaching people in a way of of humility and and showing like, hey, I respect what you're doing, but let me show you to see if maybe it'll work for you. And if it doesn't, great. But you were open enough to to view it, try and, it, right? And yeah, and open enough to try it, absolutely. And um, some of these places are just they're they're not able to change because of leadership. Um, because of you know the the way we've always done it is this that's way. the way yep and, yep yeah and uh and they're not open to it but hey that's okay because one day those people will be in charge and they will be able to sculpt the department in a way that they see fit and i, I just hope it's a person that's a hard charger that's motivated that's a student that is always open to suggestions because the, the day you close that off that's that's it that's game right. over you know, right. you're, you're a robot now and uh, you're not doing anyone good, especially your crew, especially your citizens. No, absolutely. Can't argue with that one. Another well said answer, man. Um, and I, I, I figured that this, this, this would have been a good one. So it definitely didn't disappoint. Uh, Jake, it was a pleasure having you on here. Um, hopefully anybody listening can, can definitely take some of the gems that you stated out there, you know, put it, put it in your toolbox. Uh, because everything you said was spot on, man. So I, I can't argue with that. And I do want to say I appreciate you as a volunteer, true 100% volunteer. I used to be, not anymore. Uh, where I'm at now, it's a lot of uh, combination, part-time, 
uh, or full time or supplemented by part time. So um, right. from one volunteer to another, man, I appreciate you and everybody else in your county and what you're doing for your community. Thanks, Danny. I, I appreciate you having me on here, man. Um, this is my excuse me. <clears throat> Been dealing with allergy stuff here lately, man. Yeah, me too. It's, me. I hate this uh, season. Yeah, you're in the south too, man. So pollen, man. Everything. Yeah. Yellow. Yes. Uh, um, no, man. But uh, this is the the first podcast. I say I got one with the written nerds that I need to get scheduled. But um, super super honored to be asked to do this. Um, I, I even though I rambled on a bit, I'm not one to want to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but your questions were spot on, and um, they they were inspiring, and they they really got my my mouth moving and my, my brain working. So um, I appreciate you having me and uh, it's been a true honor to, to be able to talk with you and, um, and discuss some of the stuff uh, that we did today. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's been great. And if you know anybody that, that meets the criteria of what we're trying to do, uh, send them my information. That's pretty much why I started this, man. I, I was in a place where I was frustrated with fire service um, and it was like, you know, I, I got to do something. So like you, I started listening to podcasts. I'm like, damn, I'm not the only one that's going through this. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I just kept yeah. listening and listening. And it just started doing something to me where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out in the bay by myself. Nobody's out there. I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to get better. Yeah. And to this day, I still continue to listen to all these different podcasts that that uh, that pretty much rejuvenate me. Um, I go to... Um, uh, many conferences around my area, be around like-minded individuals. So it's, it's, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I just, yeah. and that was it. And that's, that's all I told myself. It, it recharges it. the batteries. Right. And, and it's, it's incredible just how, how good that can make you feel and how inspired it is to, to listen to these other people, you know, people from big name departments, to small, no name departments, right. Right. the same struggle across the board. And, uh, you know, associating with those people, being around those people, um, just just absolute gold, you know. And then being able to take that and and use that as the fire that to kind of keep your passion alive mm-hmm. is um is what I find that that helps me a lot. Uh, so uh, it's just uh, I'm right there with you when when it comes to that, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah. No, like I said, it's been great. Um, and definitely, if if you wouldn't mind, I you know I can have you on uh sometime later on for a part two. See how see yeah, how man. things are shaping yeah. up down there. Yeah, yeah. Holler at me. I'd, I'd be All happy right. to. All right, we'll do, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Danny. All right. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.